So I'm wrapping up the series. I'm wrapping up the series. What great messages we've had, eh? It's been awesome. God's great questions that we have um, had some good messages to. So I'm wrapping up. Hopefully I'll get a chance to do two questions I'm going to wrap up with, but definitely one today. And um, I'm just going to um, thank you, Lord, for your presence. Thank you that in your presence there is fullness of joy. And that we can go from glory to glory in your presence. Not from sin to glory, from glory to glory. And thank you, Lord, that you will hold my voice out. Thank you, Jesus. No bugs shall come near us. In Jesus' name, amen. <clears throat> yes, had a croaky week this week. All good. And I wasn't yelling at my husband or the kids, so there you go. Good. Awesome. Well, I just thought I would share something. It's a bit different. I've got no idea where I'm going with this, but God knows. So here we go. In 1 Chronicles 12 and 32, it says that the sons of Issachar, they understood the times and they knew what Israel should do. It's important to have a proper understanding of the times that we live in and for God's people to have a proper understanding of the times we live in so that we will know what to do. So what times are we living in and what do we do? Well, here you go. I'm going to start with Matthew 24, verse 6. Here it is. Can it come up? All right, verse 6. And it says, And you will hear of wars and threats of wars, but don't panic. Yes, these things must take place, but the end won't follow immediately. Nation will go to war against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines and earthquakes in many parts of the world. But all this is only the first of birth pains with more to come. Wow. We are living in a time of trouble like there has never, ever been. And it is really, really making people in our world fearful. But you know what? Not for the people of God. Because I think you all missed it because you focused on the war and the earthquakes and the famines. But can we go back to that verse, Evangeline? Can you put it up again? God says, don't panic. And you missed it probably because you focused on what's happening in the world. And it's terrible. And it is terrible. There are terrible things happening. And yes, we are in the last days of the last days. The Apostle Paul talked about living in the last days, so we are living in the seconds of the last days. But don't panic, because there's another verse. Can we go to the next um, one in um, John? John chapter 16, verse 33. These things I have spoken to you, because the disciples said, before Jesus went to the cross, before he rose again, his disciples asked him these questions. What will happen in the last days? And this is what he says. These things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. Wow, we need a load of that. Our world needs a load of that. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. In other words, guess what the people of God are to do? Cheer up. That's what that says. 
Don't get in the doldrums about everything that's going on in the world. Do not panic. Do not worry because what is up there? He has overcome the world. Guess what? That doesn't mean you need to take all the worries of the world on your shoulders. It wasn't your problem. God is quite capable of fixing the world. Very capable. The last time I checked, and that wasn't that long ago because I read it in his word. Yes, so be it. There you go. So good. He has overcome the world. So what is that? In Christ we are overcomers. So there is nothing that can come against us that we haven't been gifted by God to overcome. So don't panic. Everything that is going on in the world is all in the Word of God. It's all prophesied about. Everything that's happening with Israel, all prophesied about. If you want to know what the future says, read the Word of God. so important. This is never a time in history where we need to read the Word of God and get to know the times that we are living in. So what do we do? So that we don't panic and so that we cheer up because God's got good news for us. We are overcomers. And I can tell you what, light is more powerful than darkness. No Hamas, no nation, no person that comes against God or you because you are the people of God, will ever be able to stop the prophecy and the fulfillment of God's Word. Isn't it encouraging? I reckon it is. So, Jesus, this is the question. God's great questions. Jesus asked this question. He was sitting on a mountain. I love it. Sitting on a mountain. I tell you what, we've got some beautiful mountains in New Zealand, haven't we, in the South Island? Well, it makes me think of Bonnie, Scotland. I get homesick when I go there. I tell you what, I love those mountains, man. They're awesome. And um, anyway, and he's sitting on a mountain and he's delivering this message. And in Matthew 6, he says this question. Can any of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? Can you? Can you add an hour to your life? So what do you But why are you worried? Do not worry. But in the same chapter 6, he actually gives us a clue as to why you or I might be worrying. So here it is, verse 31. This is what? So do not worry, saying. Notice the saying. What shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? What you speak over your life affects your future. It makes you worry. Where your focus is, what shall we? How shall I provide for my whanau? How shall I ever get a job? You worry, you speak out negativity over your life, and anxiety comes and is made worse by what we say and also by what we are focusing on. What you speak over your life, how shall I provide, how shall I, how shall I? The focus is in the wrong area. Can God provide for you? Of course he can. Can God give you a job? Of course he can. Can God take care of you, Fano? Of course he can. He is more than capable we can worry about what's happening in the world, but God's not worried about it. 
He's not worried about it at all. It's all in his hands. So good. For several years, a woman had been having trouble getting to sleep at night because she was worried and fearful of burglars. And every night, she'd make her husband just go up and check. And one night, she heard a noise. So she sent her husband downstairs. He comes downstairs. And sure enough, he finds a burglar in the house. And he says, good evening, said the man of the house. He says, I am pleased to see you. Come upstairs. I have got some, my wife wants to meet you. She has been expecting you for 10 years. Her focus was so on, worried about something happening that eventually it happened. Where is your focus? It says about Israel, he that watches over Israel does not slumber or sleep. He that watches over you does not slumber or sleep. You can put your head on your pillow. You can snore like Paul does. Woke me up the other night and that was it. Snored loud. And you can just sleep like a baby. Although sometimes babies don't really sleep very well. I always used to think, what a weird expression. Babies do not always sleep very well. But anyway... You can sleep knowing that your heavenly Father does not sleep. Rest in Him. Get your focus on what He can do and not on the worry or the problem. I remember when I was a young girl, and I don't know if some, the younger ones won't know about this, but my generation and up will. But the Berlin Wall, do you know about the Berlin Wall, what happened there in Germany? So that, that had gone up for years, and it divided families. It was terrible what went on there. But my grandfather said, oh, the Berlin Wall will never come down. And he was so adamant about it. He says, I don't see that happening. The Berlin Wall did come down, and guess what? My grandfather never saw it happen because he died just before it. What are you seeing today? Are you seeing everything that's wrong with the world? Or is there a focus? Where is your focus today? Where is your expectations? Are you expecting bad things or are you expecting good things? Because I tell you what, in Christ we can expect good things. Don't panic and cheer up, church. Don't panic and cheer up. Because the key as well there is, that God wants us to live the let go life. All the worries and things, and in that same chapter where that verse is, of do not, can, can any of you by worrying add a single hour to your life, it talks about the sparrows, and it talks about the lily of the field, the flowers of the field. And this is what it says, that what, uh, the lilies of the field, how they grow, they toil not, so they don't worry and stress about trying to grow. They just grow. And they don't even spin. And then the, Jesus uses this illustration. Solomon, King Solomon, who was even from today's standards of in history, probably one of the richest and wealthiest kings in the whole of history, it says this flower, this lily, was not even as beautiful. I mean, Solomon was not as beautiful and 
just so nice is this lily. And he said, the sparrows. But it says here about lilies of the field. Watch how they grow. Watch how they grow. If you are constantly focused on negative and what's wrong, it will stunt your growth. It's like a pipe that gets blocked. God's blessing doesn't stop. It's still there in the pipe, but it can just be st- it can just get clogged because you just worry and you fret. Can any of you by worrying add a single hour to your life? God's got you. God's got your health. He's got wholeness. It's cool. I take I take a I want that Lord too, right? I do. So good. So good. Worry is wasting today's time to clutter up tomorrow's opportunities with yesterday's troubles. How about that? Worry is wasting today's time to clutter up tomorrow's opportunities with yesterday's troubles. So cheer up. Philippians says, do not be anxious or worried about anything, but in everything. That means every circumstance, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, make your request known to God. And the peace of God, that peace that assures the heart, the peace of God stands guard over your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And then it goes on to say this, whatever is honorable, whatever is true. Have you been listening to too much news lately? It's not always very true news, is it? But the Word says, if you want peace, read God's Word, Philippians. Whatever is true and of good report. Not very good reports at the moment in the world, is there? Not very good reports. Whatever is lovely brings peace. Tell you what, the Word of God is so powerful. If you want peace, start reading Philippians. Man, it's such a great book. And, as, and whatever is admirable and of good report, think on those things. In other words, send to your mind. Because the battle isn't out there. It's between the two ears. Ears, okay? That's where the battle of the mind is. Between the two ears, where your focus is, whether you're worrying or whether you're trusting in the Lord and resting on His Word. Do not be anxious. So God values you. He gives the illustration there. He values you more than the sparrows. And he gives an illustration about the sparrows as well. They don't actually have this big spare room that's locked with lots of food storage. And, and lots of... Uh, um, Paul's brother did this, sorry. And uh, the millennium, they were worried about the world collapsing and the... Computers not being able to turn over and switch over. And, um, and so he stored up loads of food, generators and everything. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. But you know what? We had a little, pr- Paul played a little prank. It was quite, quite funny, actually. So we were out and it was midnight and everyone was counting down. And he went to the switchboard and when they got to naught, like 10, 9, 8, New Year, and it was like, whoa, and the lights all went dark. 
It was, and I knew he was doing it. It was hilarious. And all of a sudden, it was like you could feel the pin drop in the room. Everything went from excitement to what has just happened. And you know, the worry sets in. I thought it was hilarious. Hilarious. And I'm not saying it's wrong to store up food, by the way. So don't get me wrong on that. But not to worry about things is the key. If you feel you need to store up food, go for it. It's good to do that too. But don't worry about if God can provide for me, yes, he can. How shall I? Well, you don't need to worry about that because God takes care of those sparrows and he will take care of you. And he says, you are of more value than the sparrows, which leads me to my last question. Can we put the last question up there? Do you see this woman? Have we got the other question up? In Luke 7, there is a story, and it's this woman, and she hasn't got a name. No name in Luke 7. She's a woman without a name, but she comes and she sees Jesus that's dining, having dinner with a Pharisee called Simon. And he comes, and she brings her alabaster box, and she just comes in all her need and falls at the feet of Jesus, and she starts anointing his feet. But he's in the home of this Pharisee, Simon. And the Bible says that this woman is a great sinner. Interesting. She's got no name, but she's labeled. And Simon the Pharisee, he's like, if this man, he doesn't even call him Jesus or Savior or recognizing him as some amazing man. He just says, if this man was a prophet, he would have known. Well, praise God, Jesus did know who the woman was. Isn't that cool? And he would have not allowed her to even come near him. This is what Simon is thinking as he's watching this in horror of what this woman is doing. Praise God for this woman. Because Simon says here, this Pharisee, he says, um, sorry, Jesus says, he, he can read the heart of what Simon is saying. He knows what Simon is saying. And he points out and he says, Simon, do you see this woman? In other words, Simon, look closely. Everything that Simon had focused on was what was wrong with this woman, what was not right about her, and how bad she was, which is what is my whole point, that we can focus on what is wrong. We can come to church in the presence of Jesus is here. Jesus was right there in the very midst of this home with Simon. Imagine having dining with Jesus. And he missed it because he was focusing on what was wrong. What was wrong with the woman and her sin. And Jesus comes along and he says, Simon, do you see this woman? See what she has actually done. Take notice of the good that she's doing. And Jesus values us so much. He values people. And I want to leave you with this last verse that's found in 1 Peter chapter 4. Because God values people. He values Israel. He values people. He values you and I. 
This is what it says. The times that we are living in, people can be so unkind to one another. We've had COVID. We've had families divided because some vaccinated, some didn't. There is much tension, even in the churches sometimes, with this. But what does it say? The end of all things is near. Jesus is coming back. Cheer up. Don't panic. Are you ready for Jesus coming back? Because I am. Tell you what, be awesome to get a glorified body. Be awesome. The end of all things is near. Therefore, be alert. It means be focused. Be sober-minded. That means be clear-minded, clear-thinking, so that you may pray. That's what you are to do, church. But there's one more thing that Peter mentions. Above all, even more important than that, praying. Wow. Love each other deeply. Do you love me deeply? I can be annoying sometimes, but I know you love me, church, because love covers over a multitude of sins. What is the covering? Do you know what it is? Forgiveness. Did Jesus forgive you? Did he cover over a multitude of sins that I had done? Yes, he did. He did. And he tells us in these last days, Love each other deeply because love covers over a multitude of sin. Love forgives a multitude of sins. Forgive your brother. Forgive your sister. Forgive that family member that has annoyed you. Forgive because in the last days, God wants to remind us, love one another. So important. And this woman, she came and she worshipped at his feet. And you know what? Simon didn't forgive her. But Jesus said, I forgive you. I forgive your sins. Go in peace. Go in peace. And if you're worried about something in life, do you know what's going to help you? Worship the Father. Worship Jesus. You worried about how you're going to get through life? Worship Jesus. Are you worried about how you're going to cope with the kids? Worship Jesus. That's where it's all at. So if I could have the band up now, thanks. I've asked for this song specifically for closing up with. It's called Holy Forever. And the reason that I've asked for it is because it totally focuses on God. Because when you worship Jesus, guess what doesn't happen? Self doesn't come into it. All the problems and how things in my life That's not the focus anymore. It's totally on Jesus and what He can do for us. So as we stand and we worship uh, Jesus now with this song, Holy Forever, think about the words and just say, Thank you, Lord, you've got me. You've got this world in your hands. You can sing that song to yourself. He's got the whole world in His hands. Do not worry. Cheer up. Don't panic. Do not worry. And we're going to sing holy forever. Thank you, uh, team.